Summer of 2019 has come and gone, and in that time I got to tour North America with Corn and Allison Chains. Met some rad dudes along the way, including my guest this week, Mr. Q Unique of the band Stillwell and King's Bounty. Q, old school New Yorker, huge part of the early 90s New York underground hip-hop scene, toured the world with Public Enemy, you name it, man. We got some great stories coming out of there. He's going to tell me about New York, his love affair in New York. We were having some coffee at one of his favorite shops. It was just such a rad chat, and I've had it in the can for a couple of months, kind of waiting to bring it out at the right time, and I thought, this is the right time. We're going to talk to Q, what's happening for him, what's next for him music-wise, what it's like touring in a band with Fieldy from Corn, who's already the busiest guy on the planet. Brought to you by my friends at Varia Brewing and the Dean Blundell Show, this is the Brenton on Tour Music Cast with Q Enoch. Here we go. Let's rock, let's rock today. Out on stage, I get to bring all of these people together for three hours. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Music Cast. Brought to you by people who love music, people who make music, and all things, well, music. You still don't really know who he is, but he just helped you stop drinking shitty coffee on the Coffee Cast. So, get off the john, grab a ghetto blaster, hit record and play at the same time, and learn a thing or two about music. It's the Brenton on Tour Music Cast. Here's BD. Coming at you from Martha's Bakery in... Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Okay. Well, we're, we're drinking coffee yes. in one of uh, the best coffee places I've ever seen. <laughs> they serve La Colombe coffee, which is one of my favorite coffees. Yes. So that, that's really killer. And uh, I'm with my buddy Q. Hey, man. What's going and, on, Brent? You know, the funny thing is, is um, a lot of these podcasts that I'm doing, I'm everyone's getting the My Buddy intro. But you're my buddy. That's and you're here hanging out with me, but you got a great story. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you're from Brooklyn. <clears throat> yes. Born and uh, raised. And we're here hanging out. And you're like, we got to come to this place. This is like my one of my favorite places to come to. Yeah. And what do I know? You know, I'm a Canadian in New York hanging out. <laughs> chilling. It's funny how you did that. You like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I like how you threw that in so, there. So, <laughs> my friend, we just spent a couple of weeks together. I was yes. on tour. Got to know each other pretty well. Yes. And... Uh, you know, I'm just I'm hanging out and having a great time discovering this coffee journey and trying to go all over the world. And I'm also meeting great people. Not only is my coffee journey amazing, but I'm meeting great people. That's amazing. We're, we're meeting great people like yourself that uh, have given me time on this tour and made time to get to know me a bit and vice versa. And we did a couple workouts together. Yeah. And we, had, we had some fun. But uh, you're also an interesting cat that's been in a ton of bands, got yes. a new band, got a whole bunch of different things going on. Yes, sir. And you're Brooklyn. Yes. So why are we here at Martha's Bakery? Tell, tell me where we are, man. Tell me where, <laughs> well, where are we? Once you said that you were in Williamsburg, I was like, ah, one of my favorite spots, spots to go to is Martha's. I just, uh, what I love about it is the, the vegan pastries. I've, I've, like, I'm not vegan, but when I, when I eat pastries, if, if, if it's on the menu, I'll go for it. So what's the, the the vegan? Why are you digging the vegan pastry over I the feel re- like, regular pastry? <laughs> I feel like because I got a non-vegan chocolate chip cookie here, right? And it's really really good. I feel like if I'm going to be unhealthy, at least let it be as cleanly as clean uh, unhealthy uh, as possible. Uh, I got you. <laughs> and the coffee's not too bad either. They no. serve La Colombe, which is one of my favorites. Uh, it's as far as far as top of the. Uh, branded coffee brands right. go. I think Flat Coloma is definitely up there. It's one of the top ones. So uh, I'll just keep drinking it while we're talking and shooting oh, that's shit good. here. I go what, for the red eye on the go, menu. What's the red eye? It's just like uh, it's like getting a jolt. 
you know, like a... It looks like a big cut. Yeah. So, so for the listeners at home, it's a... It looks like a big giant coffee <laughs> in a coffee cup. It's a but big it, giant coffee of, of rocket fuel. <laughs> there was a movie called So I Married an Axe Murder, right? Where Mike Myers is sitting around and he orders a cup of coffee, remember? Uh-huh. And then he goes, I believe I ordered the large cup. That's very But funny. they already brought him one the size of his head. Yeah. That's what Q's got in front of him right now. <laughs> he's got a giant coffee that he's telling me is rocket fuel. So Yeah. I'm going to do a lot of talking today. <laughs> So Brooklyn, man. I, I mean, I haven't been here very much, but tell me what, uh, what do you love about this borough? You know, it's one of the like. What do it's you home love for it's me? Home. Uh, I was born in Kings County Hospital, uh, which is deeper into Brooklyn near Sheepshead Bay. Uh, my mother was born in Brooklyn. Her her parents are from Italy, but my mother was born in Brooklyn, and I was born in Brooklyn. Me and my brother, and uh, it's the. To me, it's just home. It's the vibe. It's 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 the streets. It's the, the coffee. The coffee. I, I can't say coffee like you do, but you know what's funny? Now, coffee shops are so so. You know, there's so many all over the world now. It, it, especially in New York, it's like the thing to do is to open up a coffee shop. But when I was a kid, you really didn't see too many. And the coffee shops that I know of were more of like wise guy hangouts. That's the the nice guys way like to put Brooklyn it. Joe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Brooklyn Joe, like our like good Brooklyn, friend Brooklyn Joe. We yeah. have a friend, we have a mutual friend. Uh, have you heard from Brooklyn Joe in a while? Oh, all the time. He was happy to see me come home. He wanted to go to the gym. You know, we're gonna try for our friends listening at home. We've we've got a friend of ours <laughs> named Brooklyn Joe. This guy, he's a nut, and his girlfriend Marie. That's the right. two of them are like they're OG. They're OG. So I'm gonna get them on in the coming episodes. Uh, and you got to hear these two, but they're going to tell us about Brooklyn. Yeah, they'll they'll tell you about the uh, the more forgotten part of Brooklyn. And the reason why I say it's forgotten is because Brooklyn is it's being transformed. There's a lot of transplants, so it's not what it was. But there's still people like me around, like or or Brooklyn Joe, or like my cousins. You know, so it's still there. Marie called Joe. It's she, funny because my my uncle's name is Joe, and my mother's name is Marie. So. <laughs> That's not called racially profiling. That's just Brooklyn profiling. I got you. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a frequently well, used wait name. Wait till you guys hear that episode. I, I figure we'll have to go off the air after that. But That's we'll pretty see. funny. We'll see what's going on. I'll have to get Q to, uh, you're going to have to uh, mediate it. Right, 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 right. Or translate it. Or translate it. <laughs> so um, what are some, like, what would, give me like a line a Brooklyn Joe would say about Brooklyn coffee. Forget about it. But just, forget it. Just forget about it. No, so, or never mind. Or never mind. You know, people use never mind to f- <laughs> to to want to say. Uh, people use never mind to forget something. Like never mind. Don't worry about that. Right. Yeah, yeah. But over here, the OGs know never mind can mean like twenty different things. Like never mind. Like that's like that's awesome. Never mind. Or never mind. Shut up. <laughs> or never. You know, like. <laughs> so it means it has a lot of like forget about it means a lot of different things too. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't wait for that chat, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So we're hanging out in Brooklyn. I've yes. got a day off. I'm back to Jones Beach tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, trying to find amazing coffee and hanging with a good friend. Yes. Bands. Music. Mm-hmm. You also are rooted in this neighborhood in multiple ways. Yes. First and foremost, outside of being a resident. And yes. 
and being uh, a hardcore New Yorker. But you had some massive success in the early days of yep. New York hip hop. Yes. So tell me a bit about that. Why I fill up my cup? Okay. Coffee here. So it, it's my story. Just to give you a quick run through, it starts with me in the early 90s becoming a member of the Rocksteady crew. Now, if you know who the Rocksteady crew are, if you've seen the movie Beach Street, if you've seen the movie Wild Style or Style Wars, they were the quintessential, one of the most iconic b-boy breakdancing crews on the planet. At the time. And this, what year was this? I wasn't a dancer, though. So Crazy Legs, who's the president of that, <clears throat> of that crew, he... He brought me in because I, I went to school with his sister, and, and he, they gave him a demo tape, and he heard it, and he was like, yo, I want to take you to some open mics and some clubs, and pretty much put me under his wing. And What was on your demo tape? Oh, it's like three songs. Uh, that you wrote hip-hop? Yeah, yeah hip-hop yeah. songs. So at the time, I was rapping. I always loved rock, but it was in the neighborhood that I was in, it was extremely difficult excuse me, to find kids that played instruments. New York was a little different in that perspective because rap music was becoming a force at that point. So everybody was heavily leaning towards that. There was a scene, there was the New York hardcore scene as well, but I just found myself at first going towards hip-hop. So, Which is funny because we met over rock. Right, and, and that story is interesting because the person that connects me to that is Fieldy from Corn. And the reason why, he's one of the reasons why I do what I do today, having different genre. Him and Crazy Legs are two of the reasons why I'm in rock. Were they connected? No. So they're completely separate paths, yeah. but somehow you were in the middle of that path. Yes. Yes. So how does that come together? Like, what's the, what's the connection between those, how Crazy do you go from hip-hop to, right. to rock? Crazy Legs knew that I always loved rock, but never figured it out. And one day he had, during the MySpace days... He told me, he's like, Q, look, you love rock. You could do it. Why don't you just go look for, music, you know, guitar player, drummer. Go, go on MySpace, put out an ad. He pushed me. And so I did that, and I ended up finding this band from Long Island called Unsound. <laughs> and they, uh, they ended up covering some of the Q Unique material. And we went and we did the Vans Warp Tour. And it, that was the turning point. And then I got a call from Bobby Ruiz from Tribal Gear, who, which is a clothing company from San Diego. And he suggested I do a song with Fieldy from Corn. So he connected that, which was so random. It was like a cold, like we were talking earlier, like a cold call. Hey, Q, uh, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. You think you would ever record with Fieldy from Corn? It was such a weird question. And I wasn't even really, like, I knew who they were. But I was so engulfed in hip-hop, I didn't, wasn't really paying attention. So when, when we met, day one, we wrote our first song together. First day. We the went out day. to eat, and then we worked on our first song. And what song. album were they on at that point? They were on See You on the Other Side. Okay, so 2006. It was, it was, it was well into it. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were already kings of their domain. But you have to, you have to walk the fine line of, of at that point... There was a bit of the crossover happening, but you're still rooted in New York hip hop. At that point, yes. Right. So you're like, I'm going to stay in this world. I want to stay in this world. Or are you feeling like you want to? You're just you're just trying to be creative and you're going for it. 
I was trying to be creative, and when I did the band's Warp Tour, being around all of those bands, and specifically being around the New York hardcore bands uh, H2O and Madball, they had a project called Hazen Street. So being a fly on the wall, and Lords of Brooklyn, so be, being a fly on the wall and watching them closely and, and just letting my own wheels turn on the whole thing. And after Crazy Legs had told me to move into this direction, that was like the seed was starting to, to you know, sprout. So I, I once Fieldy uh, invited me over his house, and then he invited me on tour, and I started seeing it on a larger scale. I was like, well... Let's, let's try to do something here. I don't know what it's going to be. And I, and I happened to sing on one of our demos. Just wasn't, it, there wasn't no strategy to it. I just felt like, oh, this part needs a singing part. So when, This was the hip-hop demo that you submitted, this, or this is the one that you did with Fieldy? This is the one I'm doing with Fieldy. Gotcha. This is one of the demos I was doing with Fieldy. Gotcha. And when he heard it, he was the one that was like, dude, you can sing? And from that point on, I just wrote more and more, and it just blossomed into whatever... I am today, which is, I, I kind of liken myself to somebody like Everlast, who's a homie of mine, who will do his blues and his rock, and he'll do his hip-hop, and he has the attitude of, well, I could do both. So I, I, I view it that way, like, I'm enjoying doing anything at this point, musically, or entertainment. Uh, do you get inspired by your surroundings? So we're in Brooklyn... Yes, born and raised, big you know, time, and it's yeah, there was the hardcore scene that you were talking about, yeah. but just the, the culture. You know, I know I went next door for a slice of pizza, right? Like uh, you know, there is some stuff that that is iconic to the borough or iconic to these these neck of the woods. Yep. And it's oh, you got to get some Brooklyn pizza when you're here. You got to yep. do this, and all the, as you said, all the coffee shops are opening up everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we're at this particular coffee shop. It's loaded with desserts. It's loaded with everything. It's amazing. It, it, I, I'm not sure that it's unique to to Brooklyn, but it's certainly a it's part new. of. It's, it's new. It's fairly new in a new. sense. Like I said, like when I was a kid, yeah. The only coffee shops I knew were Italian, and you, if you weren't Italian, you weren't really willing to take the risk to walk inside. So it was Dunkin' Donuts or that or that place. And I don't even remember if Dunkin' Donuts yeah, was yeah, even yeah. a factor. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's your favorite? places to hang out in Brooklyn, and we'll come back to the hip-hop thing in a second, yeah. but while I have it on, uh, you know, is there a particular part of this neck of the woods of Brooklyn where it's like, oh man, all the best, you know, you can get Italian coffee, you can get all, you can get all these things in, on this street, this is the one street where it's like, it's a foodieville, all the best coffee, you know, the Italian coffees here, yeah. the, the, the Indonesian, the Ethiopian, right. every, like all the best coffee brands are on this street, or is it just such a vast market, and it's just spread all over the place now, that you can pretty much go on every corner and find an amazing spot to come and park yourself, and... That's what's happened with New York City on a whole, is that we got plenty of everything here. And it doesn't shut down. So it's like, it's, it's like if you're not prepared for this kind of speed, you're going to get overwhelmed. I know for me, I love being in Brooklyn. I usually tell people, you can get anything here. So if you're looking for something, either it's call here. me or Brooklyn Joe. Right. And we'll find it, you know. And uh, it's just, you just have to know the sections. So where I'm at, there are some, there's, uh, there's a, a coffee shop called Cream which I frequent the most. My son loves going there. 
And there's another one called Cafe RX. That's another nice one that just came up. So th- those are the two spots that I go to the most when I'm looking for coffee. And not, we're at Martha's Bakery. Right. So you come here for the vegan pastries. If I'm in Williamsburg, this is the spot I hit. I don't go nowhere else. I come here. Right here. I, I, like, I like the space. I like the space, especially the other one down in the 200s. A lot of space, really cool vibe, you know, pastries forever. You know, I love that. Uh-huh. I love that. There's also a spot on 7th Avenue called Chocolate, and they have these, it's, it's an Italian woman that opened it, and she has vegan cannolis. <laughs> She what do they does. make it out of? Cauliflower? I don't know. But it's the... I, I buy them by the pound, man. That's not good for our workout plan. You got to get back on tour, man. Uh, you're right. I'm supposed to be hitting uh, tour with... Actually, I'm going I'm going on a Q Unique uh, tour. First time in a long time. Uh, in December. So I, you know what's funny? As soon as I landed from the corn tour, I turned on my phone, and there was a tour, tour offer for Q Unique. There you go. It was crazy. And you're going to go where? Uh, we're going to Europe for de- uh, in December for Who's two weeks. In on de- that? Who do you got with you on that? So it's myself and, and uh, a rap group that I came up with called Nonfiction. Like, so I had The Arsonist. So The Arsonist and Nonfiction and Company Flow, we were like the three that spearheaded a, a movement in the mid to late 90s with, with a bunch of other uh, rappers, uh, rap groups. But we were those, we were the, 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 fr- the front runners. Of, of that movement It was like an indie Underground movement At that time What was the level That you made it to With And the, um, by making it I mean just mm-hmm. How far did it go Before that It kind of had to end The arsonist went It was It was extremely successful For an independent Rap group We got signed by Matador Records Which if you If you're an indie rock person You know that that's like one of those, like, you know, Liz Fair and Queens of the Stone Age signed there. And we were the first hip-hop group they ever signed. And uh, they put a lot of work into us. They, they, they blew us up. You know, we ended up doing world tours. We were going out with Public Enemy and KRS-One and The Roots. And it was amazing. It was an amazing section. And that first album, As the World Burns, just turned 20 uh, in uh, August. And... Uh, you know, it's trippy for me to see that. And, you know, if, if you ask a, a real hip-hop, you know, boom-bap hip-hop person, they'll say that's one of the best albums ever made. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm biased. I'm, I'm, I'm in the arsonist. I, I, don't, I tend not to put my stuff on the classic. I feel other albums like Eric B. and Rakim and, you know, Nas, those people to me are the classics. But if, people tend to put think our about music the name on. of that album title. As the World Burns. I think about it now. Uh, I, I know. Oh, I know. It's we trip the same. Out. It's almost, and that's the, yeah, as political as we get yeah. on a coffee podcast. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think that it's pretty interesting to me that, you know, it's a pretty timeless tale, mm-hmm. the way you name that record and the way it is now. Yeah. And uh, we're still in Brooklyn. Yes. Here we are, and you're, and you're still drinking coffee and yes. hanging out at all the good spots. And now you're in a rock band. You're in a couple yes. of rock bands, but you yes. did your thing. So what's where are you where are you right now? What's happening with you outside okay. of the Q unique? Q unique. What, what's happening with you musically right now? So what ended up happening was after talking to somebody like Ray Luzier, for instance, who is a close friend of mine who drums for Corn, I noticed. I'm, I'm, I'm segueing into where I'm at. So I noticed that Ray 
out of uh, out of a lot of people that I know has his hand in a lot of things. So that was like an most drummers do, right? And it's amazing to me. So I was looking at the fact that he has KXM and Corn and. And he does all of these clinics and projects, and he drums on this guy's album, that guy's album. And even though I make fun of him at times for it, but it 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 like turn on a switch in my brain. And one time he and I were talking, and and he said, "Q, you just got to be relentless." That was his quote to me, and it stu- it stuck with me. Like it, it meant a lot that he said it. And I ended up just just doing several projects. So, and the blessing of it is is that um certain things are starting to happen that I, I couldn't have predicted. Like, for instance, I'm working on a new Q Unique album, and I'm working on it with the drummer from Taking Back Sunday, which I was like, I don't, I don't even understand how that happened. It just did. He probably knew Ray, because <laughs> everyone knows Ray. <laughs> but it was, it's just trippy. He, 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 somebody mentioned my name in a conversation, and he came looking for me, and we, we ended up started, you know, we're working. Then I got <clears throat> a band with Fieldy from Corn and Wub from POD called Stillwell, which you saw that on this tour that we did with Corn and Alice in Chains, me and Fieldy were writing new songs. We ended up writing eight new songs for this new album. It's going to be our third album together with this project, which is trippy, you know? And itself. for everyone listening, this was a thing. You think tour life is parties and no. crazy and madness. But work. Q and Fieldy, every single day. I would see them coming out of a massive writing session. Yeah. And of course they would come in time for coffee. Yeah, you're right. It was would. like we got a We would call it trucker trucker coffee. That's right. You come back in or whatever we gotta get. And of course I'm traveling at the time with the Leverpresso and the portable <laughs> That's espresso right. maker. That's right. So I'm trying to make coffees for people. I got the AeroPress. We're doing the whole <laughs> that thing. That's awesome. Trying to fuel these guys after they're doing a writing session. But it's a it's every single day and you guys are working so hard and I think that's great because it keeps you fueled and it yeah. keeps you keeps your hamster rolling on the road yes which is very important so i got that and that then i got my band king's bounty which is that that's 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 the project that's really close to me i started it with mike dijon who's a known guitar player from the new york hardcore scene he he was a player for breakdown and crown of thorns and uh, Lavalette, and he, and he, you know, he, he and I are like-minded artists. You know, we're we're very outside the box thinkers. So to be able to create music with him, we we ended up creating. We wrote like 22 songs together. We got one out now, and the reason why that's moving slow is we're we're waiting for the i, what an ideal situation for us in order to release music, because you you know and I know that just releasing music these days doesn't doesn't quite capture the audience. So you got to kind of like. You gotta plan it out. You gotta you gotta watch the waves. Yeah. You know? Create your own ocean and watch your waves and if you get a good wave, ride it, ride it out, you know. So that's what we're doing. Um You know, with you, you all they're all gonna hit it at the same time. But that would be hilarious. And then you're gonna be like, you gotta, I'm gonna be overwhelmed, they, but gonna be overwhelmed. I, I just gotta get a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you're in Brooklyn and there's a coffee right, shop right. on every corner. Right. You're gonna, they're all gonna hit it at the same time. That would be you're, hysterical. You're totally messed up and then It'd be you're not, the craziest schedule known to mankind in, in the history you know I was, I was watching a david bowie documentary last night and that was inspiring because what's what's amazing about david bowie he's become like a, a later in my life i wasn't really paying attention in the early days but now you i watch him and he did whatever he wanted there was no sound you could pin to him he did it all he did r&b he did 
heavy rock. He did, you know, avant-garde. He you know, he did a jazz album. So I, I watched that. And I'm like, this guy didn't. He listened to himself, and that's admirable. You know, so. Well, there's no uh, shortage of hard work out of your camp. No. Or any of the people I met that were a part of your <laughs> camp. So everyone's working hard. Yeah, man. For your, real. Boys, your boys put a new record out today. Yes. Actually, we're in New York. It's weird, but, but we're in New York. That and, is, that is. And they're, they're releasing it on the uh, worldwide, but they're on the West Coast. Yes. So kudos to them. Yes. And Ray's got two records coming out. Today. He, both it's his just albums crazy. Out, it's like, you know, everyone's busy. Yes. Gotta everyone's be. busy and, and doing be. their thing, which is healthy and great for the, for the scene. So. So you're li- you've been here. Um, you're not going anywhere. You're staying in Brooklyn. I'm going to be uh, as far as moving. Yeah, like I mean, you're going to live here for the rest I've, of your life. Are you? Or what's the plan here? Are you I've, thinking? I've I've toyed around with the idea of going to South uh, uh, Southern California. Oh, not a bad place to be. No weather, and I just have a lot of friends over there, yeah. and a lot of people that I jam with and connect with. And you know, we thought about getting a house, and and if that's the case. If it's not Southern California, it would have to be like upstate New York or New Jersey or so. We have to figure it out. But I, I, I mean, as of now, I'm, I'm, I'm here for now. Well, there's a certain romanticism about Brooklyn. Yes. And you're from Brooklyn. Everyone, you know, that I know from Brooklyn has just got their way. Yeah. And uh, it's a certain level of street smarts for, for some of us. For some. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, for I some. Yeah. For some. Not everybody. But it's, it's killer. So. Before I let you go and before we get rolling, regale me with some tour stories. Obviously, you're out with Public Enemy, <laughs> and that was a that was a time, and that was like when Public Enemy were, were in full mode, or were they still coming up at the time? I don't think so. I think this, they, this they is a little later. Up. This is a little. This is little after their their that that Nation of Millions peak that they had. They were they were big. There's all the anarchy that goes that goes with flavor and all that. But Chuck D is one of my favorite. Singers, Chuck, uh, sorry, frontman of all awesome. time. Yeah, uh, and I've known it mostly as a rock guy. But I mean, I the early, late eighties, mid eighties, late eighties, early nineties, hip hop was around. Yeah, a bit, and obviously we all got Public Enemy and everything. Run DMC. Uh, run that to well, Run DMC. Yeah, but we didn't have that record. But Chuck D always had that voice and had that. Uh, man, when he that when he spoke and when he speaks now, yeah. even with prophets of rage and all the rest of it, I listen. I mean, this guy just got, he's just got that powerful voice. And to me, I would imagine being out with with him would have been a learning experience at the time. Here's what's trippy: sometimes you you always, you always tell people you never know who's listening. Exactly. Right. So when we when we got booked to go out with Public Enemy. That was our, our, it was already mind-blowing. We were like, whoa, I can't believe this is happening, right? So I remember getting to JFK, that's the airport, walking in, and the first person I see is Chuck D, right? We're about to go to Europe. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be quiet. He doesn't know who I am. I walk over, he goes, what's up, Q Unique? And my mind was blown. It didn't make any sense. I didn't understand. Like, how does he know me? You know, he's paying attention. So, it, like, like it, it just it tripped me out. I was like, whoa, really? This is how we're gonna start it? Like, so it was amazing. And then the funny, the funniest story. I have two funny stories. I'll start with the the more of the chuckle story first. We were on stage, 
And on the last show of the tour, Chuck invited us to go and do a freestyle uh, cipher with him on stage. Now, Terminator X had already retired, so he wasn't there, the DJ. They had a new DJ, DJ Lord, right? Now, we all knew that, but one of the members of the arsonists wasn't paying attention. So... (laughs) So we're like rapping and passing the mic, rapping and passing the mic. So that member, his name is Swell, he gets it and he's going crazy, rapping, rap, 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 rap. And the beat drops and he goes, something, something up next is Terminator X. And we oh, were like, no. No, no. no. <laughs> this is before the internet. <laughs> exactly. So we were all laughing and I remember the DJ dropped his head like, oh, man. <laughs> and then the other funny story was, you know, Flavor Flav, he was he he's he's like one of those guys you just you just watch because it's for whatever reason, right? And I remember he would come backstage often to you know he would come in our dressing room often just to hang because we had a lot of energy and I guess Chuck is more you know he's more chill. So um, one day he came backstage and he was like, "What's up, fellas?" I got some weed if anybody want to go smoke in the back with me. And everybody said no. <laughs> He's scared. They're scared of him. We didn't know what was in the No, blood. I didn't know. <laughs> He's scared. Everybody, all of a sudden, nobody smoked weed. We're like, no, no, we're, we don't. We don't <laughs> yeah, but if Snoop Dogg would have came up, it would have been like, yeah, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> another thing that's that's real special about that, this be, this is like maybe six, seven years before I met Fieldy, was when I went back to look at the, the schedule, the stage schedule for one of the shows. It was like a, a festival that we did with Public Enemy because we were on the road with them. So there was stage A and stage B. And when I look at the, the sheet, it said Arsonist, which is my group, Corn, Public Enemy. So Corn run after you. I couldn't believe on it. On the other stage. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. Hey, man, life... Walks around in circles Yeah man It's it, it trippy all, It all starts If you treat people well And you just kind of Keep going for it Yeah go for it Then the, You know They have that the, What's the classic saying uh, The people that you meet On the way up Are the same ones yes. That you meet on the way down You just gotta treat people good Yes And uh, As far as I'm concerned it's, it's served Most of the people That are doing well In my business Are because they treated people well well behaved Yeah and there's a prime example of you, you know, thanks, man. Playing a festival, you know, Chuck knows you. Everyone's, you know, kind of on on your team yeah. here, and you're treating people good. I don't know what you were like back in the, I, in, I, in the I, '90s. I was, I'm just was, saying, it was but a the way borderline, the way things are now, at least the way they're yeah. treating people now. If it was, you know, working back then, then I got no doubt in my mind that the future, my friend, is. Uh, Thank you, man. It's heading to a bright one for you. I really um, appreciate that. Thank you. So I got to thank you for the time. Oh, uh, course, show me around man. Brooklyn a little bit today. Introduce me to this amazing cafe. Awesome. This was really, really great. Next time I'll have to get you on the line. Let's get you. Let's get Brooklyn Joe. Yes. Let's get Marie. We, we, we got to set up the, the audio gotta, for we that. We got to set up the audio for that. <laughs> and then we're going to tell the audience to hold on for their lives. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a ride. It's going to be I'm a gonna, ride. I'm going to have to reel him in a little bit, though, because I know he could fly off the handle. I can't wait to meet this guy. I don't know when I'm back in New York again. Maybe we'll have to get it on the phone. Does he have a cell phone? You know what? He might have a burner phone. <laughs> That's my kind of New Yorker. Okay, so uh, let's finish up. Why don't you tell me what's going on with you? Where can everybody find you online? 
tell me the, the bands, the handles, all the stuff, uh, anything that you want to let the world know about what's coming up for you. Okay. And then I'll let you get back out into the borough, my friend. Okay, definitely. So you could you could either go to uh, q-unique.com or you could go to kingsbountyband.com. And uh, on Instagram, if you want to look at the Stillwell stuff, it's Stillwell underscore rock at Stillwell underscore rock. So if but if you go to QUnique.com or Kings Bounty by the Kings Bounty Band.com, it has all of the tabs for all of the social media stuff and some some cool videos to look at and some really cool music to listen to. So. And where uh, someone coming to Brooklyn for the first time, top five things they got to do. Go. Okay, number one, you got to go to LMB's Pizza. Stop playing games. That to me, that's the best pizzeria on the planet. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to hear it. Okay. Number two, you want to go to. Uh, you want to go to downtown Brooklyn where the Atlantic terminals are. You want to. You would definitely want to go and see the house that Jay-Z built, which is the, uh, you know, the Barclay Center, you know, which is the, which is our new uh, arena, you know, for Brooklyn, which was, which was really cool. That's number two. Number three, go to Coney Island because you're going to see some history there. You're going to see the, you know, the roller coaster. You're going to see the the original Nathan's hot dogs there. You know, the the beach has been around for a million years. So it's Zoltar. Huh? Zoltar? Isn't Zoltar there? The, the, the uh, fortune teller? I don't know from, if he's still there, but... From, yeah. uh, what was that? So big? Was that movie Big with that Tom was Hanks? Right, the movie Big. I think that's on Coney mm-hmm. Island, too. Yeah. Um, so you definitely want to go to Coney Island. It, it's, it's, it's a historic piece. You want to go to Grand Army Plaza, and you want to go to Prospect Park. Prospect Park is a, a beautiful... It's like... It's like our Central Park. It's a beautiful park. You know, a lot of families go there during the, the summer, spring, and in the fall. It's, it's an awesome spot. And lastly, uh, let me see. Oh, if you're a metalhead, go to St. Vitus. What's St. Vitus? St. Vitus, to me, is the modern-day CBGBs, but it's more geared towards heavier music. Dave Grohl did a, a secret set there for Nirvana, and he had... Um, Joan Jett singing. It was amazing. <laughs> I think she's in New York too. She's from around here. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. think she might be from Long Island or Queens. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, if the music thing doesn't work out, you either can work in a coffee shop <laughs> and serve vegan pastries with our friends here at Martha's. Right, right. Or you could be a tour guide for Brooklyn. Right. Or I could just work for Brooklyn Joe. I'll probably make more money that way. <laughs> Yeah, but you wouldn't have a tax form. No, I wouldn't. And I won't have a cell phone anymore. That's right. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. Brenton on tour from Brooklyn. Hanging out with my buddy Q. Peace. Hey, if you want more music talk, you can get it with me, Todd Hancock. And the Toddcast podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify, SoundCloud. We just talked to one of the best metal drummers all time, ex-Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo. That's an upcoming podcast. Listen to him talk about being influenced by his brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, my sister's husband, had one of the most amazing record collections that I could ever have come across. It consisted of jazz, blues, and Latin jazz, as well as traditional Cuban dance music. The Brenton on Tour Music Cast is brought to you by the Toddcast Podcast. Follow us at Toddcast Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can hear the full podcasts, interviews, and a lot more through ToddHancock.ca. Don't be a stranger. Stop by and check us out. 
Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.